0: We interrupt your regularly scheduled podcast to bring you Listen, Watch, Discuss. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, what's up? This is Brent Aiken back with another episode of Listen, Watch, Discuss. And, uh, on tonight's episode, I will be talking about the newest Marvel movie, Black Widow. So, um... Yeah, so this movie was one of the dozens and dozens and dozens of movies to get delayed uh thanks to the COVID-19 pandemic. And uh it was originally supposed to come out last May. But because of the pandemic, it got first it got delayed to from May of last year to November 8th of last year. Then it got delayed again from that November from last November to this May, and then one more time from this May to today, July 9th, and um, and yeah, after all this time waiting, it's finally released, and it's, uh, it's crazy to think that this is, it, it's, it's the first Marvel movie in two years. It's been two years since the last Marvel movie, because um, the, the last Marvel movie to come out in theaters was Spider-Man Far From Home and uh it was like july I, I forgot the exact day but it was like early july it was july 2019 so yeah it's i mean uh and th- thank god we had one division the falcon and the winter soldier and loki to you know to hold us over from january to now because otherwise yeah it would have been a complete two years without anything marvel related being released but but you know because you know, they released the shows when they did, we technically, thankfully, only had to wait a year and a half to see anything Marvel-related, Marvel, Marvel related. so, so that was nice, um, and yeah, this was originally, Black Widow was originally supposed to be, uh, the first, uh, not just the first movie, but the first, pro- the first property, the first, um, yeah, the first property uh, of phase four, or the not the first property, the first entry in phase four. But like I said, because it got delayed so many times, WandaVision ended up being the first entry in phase four. And I'm kind of glad, I'm, I'm kind of glad that that happened, that it happened that way, or that things played out that way. Um, because I like Black, I like this movie, I like Black Widow. But I'm glad that we got something different to start phase 4 off with instead of something that is similar to you know to what we've kind of uh to to movies we've gotten in the past from Marvel. Um you know cuz Black Widow is like a a spy, you know, political spy thriller. I mean not that political, but I mean, you know, it's it's in the sa- it's in the same veins as uh the Captain America movies. Um you know, so it's, I mean, it's not the exact same, like, at all, but, I mean, it's in the same vein as those movies, you know, when it comes to, you know, the, the, the spy genre, but, um, but, you know, with WandaVision, when we got that, it was, like, this weird, it was, like, it was, like, a, it was a, it was a, rom it was a sitcom, it was a rom-com, it was a drama, it was a horror, you know, it had elements of horror, and, um, and mystery, and, you know, and top it all off, you know, and it was, and it was, a you know, it it was just a, a a weird mixing and mingling of a bunch of different i uh, genre ideas, and it worked. Um, but yeah, so I anyway uh, to you know uh, to sum up basically, I'm glad that that came out before Black Widow because it was something a little more different and unique uh, to start off this phase to start off Phase Four with so. But yeah, uh but going back to Black Widow. Um as as I said, or uh, this is the first movie in Phase 4, not the first entry, but the first movie. And uh it was a good first movie to it was a good movie to start off the phase with. Uh basically the movie it takes place, it's the 24th film in the MCU and it basically takes place, it's a prequel, it takes place in between the events of Captain America Civil War and Avengers Infinity War, uh, so it's basically, it's, like, shortly after Civil War, and, um, basically, it's just following Black Widow, aka Natasha Romanoff, um, finding out, she's, you know, she's on the run from the government after, you know, she broke the Soviet, or, after her, you know, after the Civil War that happened between, you know, her, her team with Iron Man and, and uh, and the and and Ant Man and the others, you know, and then, or not Ant Man, but uh, but anyway, you, you know the well, you've seen if you've seen Civil War, you know, what I'm talking about, but uh, but that whole mess with the Soviet Accords, I mean Sokovia Accords, you know, thanks to you know all that shit that went down in Civil War with breaking the Sokovia Accords and the Civil War that took place in that airport in Germany, she's she's on the run, and uh, she ends up coming across her uh, surrogate family, um, basically the only, one of the only real family she's known, other than, you know, the Avengers, but, um, she runs into, uh, her sister, who, uh, and then, and then they find out that, um, the man who, let's see, sorry, and then they find out that there's this big plot, uh, Let's see, General Dreykov. Uh, he's the head of the Red Room, and he's the he was the head of the of all the other Black Widows, or of all the other widows. And um, you know, they basically try to, you know, along with their uh, mother and father, Alexei and Melina, um, they basically have to stop him from, you know, like collecting more young, impressionable girls, and basically raising them to be brainwashed, you know, deadly assassins. Like, um, like Yelena and uh, Natasha were, you know, kind of led, a.k.a. forced into, you know, because they they were forced into that life, pretty much, um, by the general, by General Dreykov and, um, you know, his, his employees, you know. Uh, so and that's pretty much the plot. They they have to basically take him down, you know, and and expose well not not expose him, but I mean um unbrainwash, you know, the the um the other widows in the in the group. So uh oh yeah, and also um spoilers, obviously. But um just in case you're unaware, I will be spoiling some stuff, so but anyway, so, yeah, um, I mean, there's a little bit more to it than that, but that is the, just, that's the main plot of the movie, and, um, it was really good, I really liked it, um, I don't know, cause, uh, the, the commercials, I mean, all the commercials I've been seeing for it, a lot of critics, uh, have been saying it's the best Marvel movie, period, which... I don't agree with that statement. I don't think it's the best Marvel movie. Period. It's is it one of the is it one of the best movie Marvel movies? Uh, yes, I, I think it is. I don't know where I'd rank it personally. Uh, I don't really have any of the movies ranked. Like I, I don't have a, I don't have any of them ranked. Um, you know, off the top of my head, I'd have to think about it. But it'd probably be at least in the top fifteen, maybe the top ten but definitely the top 15 in, in the entirety of the MCU movies, so, um, but yeah, so, I mean, it to me, it's that good, you know, and, um, but yeah, just the movie, I really did like how we did explore more of Natasha's backstory, because, you know, we first touched upon that in Age of Ultron, when, uh, you know when that's that's where we really got to know more about her, uh, and her past. I mean, we sure we did get to know about her in Iron Man Two and the Avengers, but in Age of Ultron is where we really kind of, you know, we're we're fed a little bit more of her backstory. Uh, but here we we really do get to explore it a lot more, including, you know, meeting the man. You know, meeting the. The huge villainous, vile asshole that's behind the black well not the black widow program, but you know behind the creation of the black widow or the widow army you know and um and you know the the leader you know the leader of the red room you know he's just he he's a, he's a good villain he's not the main villain technically because we don't see him until like the third act, we don't see him. Well, technically, we see a younger, in the beginning, there's a flashback to 1990, when um, Alexei and Melina, you know, uh, take Natasha and Yelena, and they're like, okay, hey, we gotta go, and they, you know, escape to uh, Cuba, and then they meet General uh, Dracov and um, he takes the girls, um, you know, and and then they, and the, uh, Melina ends up getting shot while they're escaping, so, you know, they so they all kind of get separated, you know, 26 years in the pa- you know, 26 years ago in 1990. And then, you know, it's not until um Yelena gets um unbrainwashed where this like this uh v- chemical vapor um unbrainwashes her. It like it, it's like he uh they basically have these chemicals that like brainwash the widows into being fully subservient, you know, lethal, deadly assassins. And then there's this red chemical, uh, I forgot the name of it, but it, um, what was it called? Uh, well, anyway, it was this, um, but anyway, it's basically, yeah, th- this chemical, this, this red, um, uh, ga- gaseous, gaseous. G- gaseous, the red vapor, I don't know, it's like a gas-like chemical, and, um, that, uh, when released upon the widows, you know, when, re- when you know, released on the subject, unbrainwashes them, and, uh, so that's basically what, um, that's basically what, uh, you know, kick-starts the plot, I mean, you know, after we f- see, oh yeah, Natasha's, you know, living on her, or, you know, on the run, we uh when Yelena's one of the friends that she helped unbrainwash unbrainwashes her um Yelena accidentally ends up killing her well i mean cuz she's well Yelena's brainwashed at the time so she ends up accidentally you know through no fault of her own kills her and you know right before her friend dies she throws the you know exposes Yelena to the chemical and I brainwashes her, and she's like, "Oh shit! I killed my best friend." And you know that, like I said, that's where we the plot kicks off. You know that's where Elena goes. Well, has the has the rest of the chemicals, uh, the vials filled with the chemicals sent to Natasha, and then Natasha ends up meeting her in Budapest or Budapest, as it's as she as Natasha correctly points out uh, in the movie. It's technically pronounced Budapest instead of Budapest. But, um, but yeah, so, so yeah, it's, um, I really, one thing, yeah, I really love not besides the fact that we get to explore more of Natasha's past and, you know, find out, like I said, find out what she's been doing, what she did during that two year gap between Civil War and Infinity War. It was nice to see what she had been up to, um, not only is that part of the, that aspect of the movie great, but I also really love the new characters we got, um, you know, besides Natasha, and, you know, a, a small cameo here and there, a couple times, um, uh, a couple, a few cameos from, uh, Thaddeus Ross, um, or wait, not Thaddeus Ross, was it, uh, wait, let me see, no, yeah, it was Thaddeus Ross. Okay, yeah. But despite uh, a cameo here and there from Thaddeus Ross and Natasha, obviously, you know, because she's the main character. Um, yeah, we have Yelena, played by uh Florence Pugh, who um who's probably it's either her or Alex Alexei, who's my favorite character in the movie. Uh but yeah, Florence Pugh does a great job as Yelena. I I love the dynamic her and Scarlett Johansson have. Or I mean well, I mean her and Natasha have uh Scar- Scarlett and Florence, you know, act really well off of each other. But the but the their characters play really well off of each other and they have a great sisterly dynamic where you know they're kind of, you know, crack fun at each other or cra- you know, make fun of each other, crack jokes, but you know, at the end of the day they still do love and care for each other. And um they they are you know and and despite the fact that natasha you know points out they're not technically a biological family they are you know one of the closest things she's had to a family and they are indeed a family like you know because there's a there's a point when they're all like when the movie there's a like a calm section in the movie where they're all at uh, melina's house and uh, their their mother and they're all eating, you know, eating dinner, and they're just—you can tell from their interactions—that despite the fact that they they've all been separated for almost thirty years, as soon as they all get back together, they they you can feel the familial bond between them just start to, you know, just start to to go off like you, like as soon as they sit down, you know, like. Alexei's like, flirting with Melina, you know, uh, The <laughs> Natasha and Yelena are obviously disgusted by it. They're like, ah, oh, mom, dad, you know. I mean, well, they don't say mom, dad, but, you know, they're like, ah, oh, you know, guys, cut it out, you know. Um, they they bicker and crack jokes like a family would do at a dinner table. And it's just, it's really that their dynamic, not just Natasha and Yelena's dynamic, although that was great to watch, too, and they had some, you know, funny moments between the two of them. Um, funny ex- exchanges of dialogue, but it's also, it, but the dynamic between all four of them was great to see as well. And, um, and yeah, like I said, um, Melina, their mother is great as well. Um, she was played by, let's see. Who was she played by? Rachel Weiss, Wise. I hope I'm not butchering that. But uh excuse me. But she was really great too. And um and yeah, it was just they were all like I mean, you know, she 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 did a good job too. And uh David Harbour, who a lot of you may know if you've seen Stranger Things, uh, was is Hopper on the Netflix original series Stranger Things. Um he was great as Alexi. He like I said, him it's it's a tie between between him and Yelena as my favorite character in the movie. Because they were both, they both had, I mean, not only, like, they weren't there just to crack jokes, but they did have a lot of the, they had most of the funny lines and funny dialogue exchanges out of everyone in the movie. But not only were they funny characters, but they were also relatable and they also, you know, had feelings and, and they, you know, they, they, they were more than just the jokes, in other words, you know, like, yeah, they, were the comic relief, and they told a lot of jokes, and cracked a lot of jokes, but they, they were more than just those jokes, they, they had real feelings, and, I mean, you know, and they had, and and they had a very sweet scene, where, uh, where Alexei is in uh, Yelena's room, and, uh, he's trying to have a heart-to-heart with her, and Yelena's still mad, because, you know, of of uh, Natasha says, "Oh yeah, we weren't, we're not a real family." You know, like they, are they get into an argument. She's like, "We we're in a real family," and Yelena kind of gets mad at that because or mad at her for that, and shuts down for a little bit. She's like, "Well, it was real to me," you know, and um, and you know, so she goes in to her room, you know, upset, and uh, and they just there's a really sweet scene that unfolds between Yelena and Alexei where he's trying to. know, like I said, have a heart-to-heart, and, um, and it does end with her, you know, getting out of her mood, you know, like, her, her begrudgingly going, like, okay, I, I can't stay mad at you, you know, and, uh, and it's just them singing, um, that Miss American Pie song, was that the name of the song? Yeah, yeah, I think it was, but, um, but that, that was a really sweet scene, and, um, but yeah, and it, and it was cool to... And another thing about Alexei that I'd like to point out... He is basically the Russian... He's a super soldier. He's a Russian super soldier. Um, but he's, he's the Russian counterpart to Captain America. Which I thought was hilarious to see that... On, um, to see that because it added more to his character. And it was just cool to see another super soldier. Like, up, up until now, we've had uh, Steve, Captain America. Uh, Bucky... And then we had Isaiah, who was introduced in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier a few months ago, um, and I think that's the, oh, oh, and John Walker, who's now technically Super Soldier 2, because he also took the serum in, in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So, we have four Super Soldiers as of right now, or we did, and now we know that Alexi is one, so he's, so we've got five, um, so it was, it was, anyway, my point is, it was just cool to see another super soldier, uh, from a different part of the world, like, not just, you know, not just, uh, Captain America or Bucky, you know, um, but yeah, he's, he's, his, uh, alias is the Red Guardian, and, uh, and it's just hilarious to see him, um, you know, he wears that title so proudly on his sleeve, and, um, and it was, and he has a really hilarious moment too, where he's like putting on his, trying to put on his suit, and um, and he's like obviously too fat to fit in it, but he manages to fit in it anyway, and it was, um, it, rem- it reminded me of that scene in The Incredibles where uh, where Mister Incredibles trying to put his suit on, and um, and you know it's obviously it's it, it's obviously too, you know he's he's obviously outgrown it. But he, managed to, he manages to squeeze in it anyway. Um, it reminded me of that scene a little bit. Um, but yeah, so... The action was great, too. Uh, uh, there was that... I, I think my favorite fight scene was the... I mean, yeah. I, I think my favorite fight scene was the fight scene between Natasha and Yelena. Right before they make up and call a truce. Um that was an awesome fight scene but the but the i mean oh in the scene with natasha fighting taskmaster um that was a great scene too and um or that was a great fight scene too those two were probably my favorite fight scenes but the movie is filled with a lot of you know uh fast paced action and well choreographed action as well um and um and yeah and and the villain uh, taskmaster uh is great. Um Taskmaster is pretty badass for a villain. There's a twist involving him that I won't uh spoil. Uh but it is a pretty interesting twist because you don't really expect I mean you there you might have like a tiny hunch that it might be who you think it is, you know? Uh as the movie plays out. But it it is a good twist because it kind of you, you you don't really you don't really 100% know that it's who who it is when they reveal who taskmaster is behind the mask, you know? So when you find out it's like, "Oh, okay, that actually makes sense, but that was still a good twist." Cuz I didn't re- I didn't fully expect it. Like I had maybe a hunch that's who it was, but I didn't know for sure, you know? So um so yeah, so that that was a good twist. Um and what else? And yeah, it was just, it was cool. Okay, so yeah, on top of the action, on top of the villain, on top of uh, the characters and the dynamics between them and uh, the the humor that was sprinkled in throughout. Um, yeah, it's just, everything was great. You know, fast-paced action, great humor, uh, great character dynamics. Um, loved seeing more of Natasha's past, obviously loved seeing what uh what she was doing in between civil war and Inf- and in- and in- infinity war that was nice and uh and we also get to find out where um Natasha got her jacket that we see in infinity war the gr- the like dark army green jacket with the cut off sleeves um it was Yelena's she ends up getting it uh on their mission like like before they break Alexi uh, before they break Alexi out of jail and reunite, you know, him and, and, you know, the three of them reunite with Melina um, you know, she ends up getting that uh, jacket and then in, towards the end of the movie Yelena gives it to Natasha and then, you know, we see her uh, along with this uh this guy she knows who's a friend of hers who hooks her up with all kinds of technology and stuff <clears throat> and stuff uh, get her a plane which, um uh, she flies off and you know and and it's a couple weeks later so and we see uh now Natasha wearing her a black suit with the jacket that Yelena gave her and uh her short straight blonde haircut that she had in Infinity War so we know oh okay so this is right before she goes to uh get Steve and and Sam and uh Wanda and Vision you know like this is right before or shortly before that scene in Infinity War, where they come in and beat the shit out of Thanos' with children and rescue Wanda and Vision, um, so it was cool to see the end of the movie lead up to what we know uh, happens in Infinity War. I mean, I, it was cool to see that the end of the movie lead up to that scene in Infinity War. I should say, and um, and yeah, it was um, it was really good. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else to say about it. I guess that's pretty much it. Um, this, it may, and again, I don't know, cause there's still three more Marvel movies this year, but it might end up being my favorite of the four. I just, I did really enjoy it a lot. It was good. It was great. Um, and really there's not a single Marvel movie that I don't like. I mean, Because, like, I usually try not to think of things in terms of best to worst. I usually just try to think of them in terms of most favorite to least favorite. And in my opinion, the MCU hasn't really had a bad movie or or a movie that was the worst. Like, the only three that come to mind that are my least favorite would be Iron Man 2 and 3 and Thor The Dark World. But even then, I enjoy those movies enough to where I can say... Yeah, they may those three may be like my least favorite, but they're not the worst. You know, like I still like them enough to find some enjoyment in them. And, and that's the difference between best and worst and most favorite and least favorite. Because when you rank something from best to worst, if something's the worst to you, that usually implies that you don't find any enjoyment in th- whatever you claim to be the worst. You know, that you don't like it at all but when you rank something from most to least favorite if you if something's your least favorite it's still a favorite like you still like it enough to have have it have be- you still like it enough to have it been for it to have been sorry <laughs> couldn't form the sentence anyway you still like it enough to it to for it to have been a favorite even if it was a least favorite, you still liked it enough for it to have been that. Uh sorry, I kind of repeated myself there. But anyway, so you you know, you know what I mean. So yeah, it's not the best Marvel movie, but it's definitely not my it's definitely not lower down the list. It's definitely it's not my most favorite, but it's not my least favorite. It's like I said, top fifteen easily. And um and yeah, it, the movie probably would have been it probably would have been better if it had, if it had come out between Civil War and Infinity War, or at least between Infinity War and Endgame. But the fact that we still got a Black Widow movie at all is cool, and I really appreciate it. And I'm glad we did. And it was a great start. I mean, not start, but it was a great first film to the first to to Phase Four. And I can't wait to see what Shane Chi and *The Legend of the Ten Rings* has to offer when it comes out in September. Um, also, uh, there's a uh, there's an appearance by a special someone. Well, I'll just go ahead and say it: Valentina shows up at the in the end credit scene, uh, who we first met in *The Falcon and the Winter Soldier* when she goes and introduces herself to John Walker. And you know, and then at the end of that show, he becomes she transforms him into well not transforms, but she turns him into US Agent. Uh, complete with a black blackened version of his suit and everything. So it was cool to see her and um but it but basically the the end credit scene, Yelena goes to Natasha's grave and mourns her, and then Valentina shows up and um she offers Yelena a chance to avenge uh, Natasha by killing Clint, by killing Hawkeye, and so that cleverly sets up the Hawkeye show that's coming out later this year, um, because I had read, you know, when I was looking through the shows that were coming out, um, on Dis- the Marvel shows that were coming out on Disney+, I read that on the Wikipedia page that Hawkeye, what, or the Hawkeye show, was going to have Yelena from Black Widow, Widow in it. And I'm like, oh that's cool. I wonder how they're gonna tie that in. So so it was cool to see how they tied that in to or, or how they set that up. Um it was cool to see how they set uh, her being in Hawkeye up. Like I'm like, oh that's that was neat to see how they it was neat to see how they set that up. So um but yeah, so overall, yeah. Um good movie, top fifteen of the MCU easily. And, uh, I recommend you guys go see it. It's, uh, doing pretty well. Obviously, it's a Marvel movie. Most, arguably, most do pretty well. And, um, but it's doing well at the box office. Uh, it's, like, one of the highest openings for, I think, a Marvel movie in the last few years. Like, the on opening day, it's, like, the best that a Marvel movie's done on opening day. Let's see. Or, no, well, uh... Oh, it okay, yeah, it it's it surpassed Ant Man and the Wasps, Ant Man and the Wasp and Guardians of the Galaxy's um uh Thursday night um preview performance. Like you know how how some movies have that, you know, uh, screening for Thursday nights, uh or that early screening on Thursday nights. It beat it beat out uh Ant Man and the Wasp and Guardians of the Galaxy, so that was pretty good. But yeah, um definitely go see it. It's a it's a good movie. It's a great movie. Uh I recommend you I recommend you go see it. It's just you know, good all around. Great all around, really. Um and yeah, so I guess that wraps it up. Um thanks everyone for listening and uh I will see you guys next week with uh the next episode. Not sure what it's going to be on yet, but you'll well no actually i do know what it's going to be on i'm actually going to drop two but i won't tell you guys i'll just let you know they're both series reviews of two different shows um so with that being said uh hope you guys have a good weekend and i will see you guys next friday take care